You're, you're, you're listening to the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Welcome to Waking Bake from San Diego, where sports betting meets marijuana. I'm Leaf. And I'm Low. And, and here's Chess. Hey, thanks, guys, and welcome to our very first episode in 2023 for Wake and Bake. And there's nothing better than than getting up early and waking to bake, but there is something better, Hector, and that's getting back from Vegas safe and sound. Yeah, it's always good to come back in one piece from Vegas. As Vegas is like TJ, you just thank your lucky stars you're still alive coming back. What a great yeah. analogy. Tijuana and, and Vegas have so much in common, but whenever I, I make it back, I always give thanks. Thank you, Jesus. I thank you, Jesus. I thank you, Jesus. Because, you, as you know, what stays in Vegas, what, what's the saying? How does it go? What happens in Vegas stays in uh, Vegas, what right? What happens in Vegas stays in Vegas, except Gonorrhea. That's what the saying is. Yeah, that's right, baby. <laughs> All right, so, you know what? Rumor has it there's a big game this weekend on Sunday. Yeah, yeah. What we're looking at is kind of, you know, we're, as always, we have four guests on the show. We're, we're going to try uh, to spread it out a little bit. We're also going to look at what we're doing with uh, the, the other sports down the road as we go because, you know, football ends on Sunday and our Saturdays in Canada will tell you that sometime in June, the football will come back. However... In between there, there's not much going on uh, in terms of football. So what we're going to talk about, then we can, you and I have been talking over for years now. We're going to slide around, but I, I want to get, since we didn't really get a chance to talk about it at the end of the season with the holidays being on Saturdays and Sundays this year, you know, we went like three weeks without a show. What was your, were your final thoughts on the World Cup? The hell of a final, dude. I mean, uh, everything built up to it. Obviously, everybody talking about the Cinderella story with Morocco knocking off Spain and then knocking off Portugal uh, with Cristiano Ronaldo and everybody that was like made it to the semifinals, first African team ever. Came back and got Ruban and Messi finally got that monkey off his back. And now the, I still think Maradona is the best player that I've ever seen play. I never got to see Pelé, but, you know, Messi at least uh, got that World Cup, uh, you know, and not, he can get the media off his shoulders for a while, but... That was a hell of a final, man. Back and forth. Uh, Argentina, a lot of penalty calls there uh, for both teams in the final. And uh, France is kicking themselves, too. They could have won it in the 123rd minute, one-on-one versus the goalkeeper. And the guy just shanked it, dude. And then they lost in penalty kicks. Dude had a hat trick and lost the game. He had three goals, right? And he lost the game. It's just un- unheard yeah. of. It was unheard of. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he tries, ties Pelé in World Cups, dude. That guy's ridiculous. But, yeah, it was great. Oh, it, World Cup, so, so good. It was so good. Not about, not no doubt about it. So where are you at now? Uh, what are you doing? What are you covering with your writing? You doing anything for soccer? Yeah, I'm still writing for uh, SD News, SDNews.com, and uh, El, El Latino newspaper, the Spanish uh, newspaper here in San Diego. Waiting for the seasons to start here locally. Uh, San Diego Loyal just um, announced their regular season schedule. The women's team, the NWSL team, first division. San Diego Wave just announced everybody's ready to go, and Nice is coming back, even though they're kind of the underdogs. Obviously, I'll be on San Diego. At least they're going to be playing uh, in the U.S. Open Cup, and they'll be coming back for another season in Nisa. 
So, yeah, everybody in San Diego is all stoked. And obviously, the Liga MX has already started up with the Cholos and everybody. When when does the San Diego? World Cup, uh, San Diego Loyal starts off. The regular season starts at home on March 11th against Detroit City FC. And then the women's team plays uh, their opener, regular season opener, March 25th at home at Snapdragon Stadium against Chicago Red Stars. What is going on with the uh, coaching? You remember Donovan, you said, was the maybe leaving. Yeah, yeah. Well, he there was rumors that he was going to go to MLS. He was interviewing with a few teams up there. San Jose Earth was one of them, I think, where he played and he won a couple championships with uh, Major League Soccer. But, yeah, but he's still with the organization. He moved up to vice president of um, uh, soccer operations. And I think um, Nate Miller, his assistant, took over for Landon Donovan. So there's still that rapport with the players. So, yeah, there was a move, but it's good to see him uh, stick to San Diego, which is like pretty much I think this is where he's going to stay. Yeah, you didn't think that. You didn't think he was going to stay, did you? No, I thought at least one of the six teams he was interviewing with uh, was going to take him. San Jose was my favorite because he had experience. He had experience with LA Galaxy and he had experience with San Jose. So I figured one of the two would sweep, sweep, sweep him up. But uh, now nah, I guess it, it fell through and he decided to stay here and everybody's happy about it. Yeah, what would be nice is uh, as we go down in the season, because the show comes out on Saturday, we'll have a lot of Saturday night and Sunday afternoon games in the, with the League Mex, all those leagues, you know? Yeah, for sure. And then the English League already started. They're halfway through their season. Arsenal's having yep. a hell of a season, too. So. Yep, and we'll be covering that. So when we get back, though, we're going we're gonna to go to American football. You're listening to uh, Wake and Bake. We're talking to Hector on Soccer Time with Hector, and we'll be right back. You're, you're, you're listening to the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Welcome back to Soccer Time with, with Hector here on Wake and Bake. And Hector, we love talking soccer, but it's kind of hard this weekend not to talk about the big game, the Super Bowl 57 that is on Sunday. Now, there's a lot of ways to look at this game. Where are you coming from? Oh, man, that was interesting because I think as soon as the uh, conference championship games were over, I think the the sports books all had Kansas City as a one or two point favorite. And then the next morning I woke up and they had Philly like a two point favorite. So. I haven't checked what the, the line is right now. I'm guessing it's around that that one or two points for one of the other t- two teams. But yeah, man, I mean, I think, uh, man, Cincinnati's going to kick, be kicking themselves in the butt right now, dude. They had so many chances to win that game. Obviously, the San Francisco one with all the injuries. I think they had uh, McCaffrey playing a couple plays as quarterback, dude. That was so pathetic at the end for them. Oh, when uh, yeah, when the third sh- – what happened the – Purdy got hurt, right? He got a concussion, so, yeah. He got a concussion, yeah. So, so then they put in the other guy, and he got hurt, and then they had McCaffrey, and then Purdy said, well, I can finish the game. But by that point, I remember exactly when that happened because we were in the Superbook at the Westgate, and I, I started to walk away from the sportsbook, and Johnny and Tommy, well, where are you going? I said, this game is over. I'm going to get lunch <laughs> because it was. You, you're not winning in the NFL with a third-string quarterback, never mind a fourth-string quarterback. Yeah, they got to change the rules for that. I think the NFL talking about giving uh, teams more options there in terms of quarterbacks and because of injuries like that, which is ridiculous what happened to San Francisco. But, yeah, man, as a Steeler fan, I was happy to watch the Bengals blow it and become uh, the Bungles again and with that penalty at the end. And they're all crying about, oh, the refs and the blah, blah, blah. I think there was one play that can really complain about. I think the uh, Joe Burrow, they could have called the Kansas City defender like a little bit of a shove there. Uh, on Joe Burrow in the fourth quarter. But other than that, I think all the all the calls were okay, especially the last one. That was definitely a penalty on Mahomes, dude. 
that, that, oh, he was so out of bounds. Out. He was so out of bounds. Yeah, yeah you just so, you you, so, yeah. you gotta you gotta play within yourself. You can't make that mistake, you know. Yeah, it would have been a sixty yarder from there. I don't think he would have made it. So it's kind of like that. But yeah, man, I'm also for the Super Bowl, man. I, I'm going with my even though he's I don't know how if he's hundred percent or maybe eighty percent, but Mahomes at eighty percent is still better than most quarterbacks at hundred percent. So I'm gonna go with Kansas City. I'm gonna ride them the whole way. It's gonna be the Cinderella story, and uh, I like what the Eagles did this season. They got a, a really sturdy offense and stuff like that, but uh, and a really dependable defense. But I think it's it's Mahomes' time to shine, and I think he's going to pull through it. I think it'll be a close one, and I think uh, it'll be twenty four to twenty, Kansas City. It's funny you you brought that up because I've always complimented you with the soccer plays that you give the final score. Do you think because it really allows people to see where you're coming from in terms of how you see the game playing out? Because your final score tells you what you thought was going to happen. And I, I saw on our Easy Sports data that Kansas City hasn't given up many points. They, they're not scoring like they were in past years, but they're not giving up points. And 20, 24 points is about as much as they, they're giving up. And so, you know, where, you, where you're looking it's, is Kansas City and under, right? Yeah. I mean, Chris Jones is playing out of his mind. Their, their defensive line is dominating the rushing attack of all the uh, opponents. And uh, they got a decent secondary. I think those fourth down, it'll come down to like a lot of key plays because I know Philadelphia has perfected the fourth, fourth and one conversions. But uh, if uh, if they could be like that Super Bowl against San Francisco, Kansas City and San Francisco, where it'll come down to like the final five or six minutes. But I think Mahomes is going to etch himself as one of the uh, the all-time greats with this uh, second Super Bowl and, and being so young to do it too. Well, yeah, five years in the league and five AFC championships you, you, you really can't do much better than that <laughs> yeah exactly. all right so what we're going to do is we're going to talk to everybody we talked to for this show we're going to get their final score we'll see uh, see how accurate you guys are i have always told people my focus is going to be on those first team to score first player to score to uh, the the anytime touchdown props Mostly because with championshipfootballs.com, whoever wins, we're going to create a beautiful football form. So it's really the one game of the year. I don't really have a vested interest. Whatever is going to happen is going to happen. I'm not playing Hector. I'm not coaching. You know what I mean? <laughs> exactly. So it'll be a fun right. one, man. And I can't see how the halftime show goes, too, with Rihanna. So yeah. we'll see how that there goes. you go. Uh, we'll talk to you next time. You're, you're, you're listening to the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. <laughs> Welcome to Wake and Bake. Uh, we're back from break, and we got John from GMF Sports. So, John, I think we need to come up with a name for your segment. You know, so what I'm looking at is where's your mind at? Because with GMF Sports, you do a lot of things, right? You you do the picks, you do the proxy for people for the contest, but. You're adding now the GMF experience is what you're calling it. Yeah, correct. That is uh, absolutely correct. What we're doing, kind of a new feature where we're giving the people the opportunity to kind of get a more personalized one-on-one experience with me. And this can be from a new better 
all the way to your experience betters. And, you know, I'm going to go along the avenues of explaining to them whatever they need to know to improve as a as a better. So if you're just starting off, I'm going to help explain that board, help explain all those numbers, because when you're first betting and you see all these numbers on the board, it's kind of intimidating. But I'm going to give people that advantage and give them the uh, knowledge that they need to feel more confident, kind of like a, a little crash course. And this is all personalized one on one. It's a two day thing. So 48 hours. And not only are you going to be able to ask me questions, you know, get information, you're also going to get my place for those two days as well. That's the one thing that we talk about here on the Sports Betting Channel, whether it's Sports Betting Weekly or Waking Bake. Just who wins the game is, what, seven out of ten times for me, you, Blackhawk West. That has nothing to do with who we bet. Yeah, correct. Yep. I mean, uh, this week we had the we had the UNLV and over UNLV, yep. Yep. in the second half. And that was because they kind of didn't do anything in the first half, and it turned out to be the easiest winner. It doesn't matter who wins the game. It matters what you bet, and that, I think that GMF experience will cover that because you cover it with, with us on all our shows, you know? But what wound up being one initial bet with UNLV turned out to three or four different bets throughout the course of the game, you know, as, as we jumped on that second half. So we essentially turned one pick into four. That's right. It's some important news. It is 20 after the hour. It's 820 here in San Diego, which means that right now it's perfect time for us to wake and bake. But it's currently in Antarctica for 20. All right. So let's talk about February. You know, so we're going to wake up February 14th. It's Valentine's Day. <laughs> what are we going to be doing in terms of uh, what are you looking at? What weird? Because I know baseball is probably your best sport, right? Yeah, base, baseball is my best sport. So we're obviously looking at that. Um, but I'm dialed in into college basketball. That's my my main focus moving forward now until we start getting into baseball season. Because even for the first month of baseball, I kind of play that relatively light, um, which kind of transitions perfectly because obviously we have the the March Madness tournament and that goes on until, you know, kind of April. So that's kind of the transition that I'm going to make. But, I, you know, for these next two months, February, March, and then into that April, um, as we get to the finals, I'm going to be 95% college basketball. Now, what's nice about college basketball is we record on Thursdays for Saturday morning. We put the show together, and then it plays at 8 o'clock Pacific time, 11 o'clock Eastern time. But with the NBA, you, you really can't sit here and talk to me on Thursday about Saturday or Sunday's games. But with college basketball, you can't. Major League no. Baseball, it's tough, again, because you're dealing with pitchers. However, you could sometimes, if you're following a pitcher, it allows you to say, hey, uh, on Thursday, I can tell you who's pitching Saturday and or Sunday because I, they won't pitch again till then. Yep, yep. Yeah, it, that's pretty tough. Like I said, college basketball, you kind of know the players. Um, NBA, the, the variables with these players sitting and what goes on, it, it's it's too up and down, and that's one of the reasons. And it seems to get worse and worse almost every year. That's kind of the reason why I'm kind of shying away a little bit for NBA. Once we hit the playoffs, uh, um, get into NBA playoffs, maybe I'll, I'll look back into it. But for right now, at, at least for me, NBA is super tricky. Yeah, and we've seen it. We've seen it in just in our action where, yeah. you know, teams that uh, the guy plays eight minutes and then he doesn't come back in. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> this weekend, is there anything that's not football related that you were already on top of? 
Um, not, not yet. I haven't really looked ahead for college basketball for Saturday yet. I, I kind of piece it day by day, so to speak. Um, so I haven't really looked. I, I do just glancing over. I obviously it's Saturday and there's probably 120 college basketball games, but there's some really, really good matchups on uh on saturday that that i was focusing on and looking at i just didn't really get into the lines or lock anything in well and, and again because we're betting it's we're betting thursday and we're betting friday so let yeah, me ask exactly. you this before we go to break we're going to come back we're going to talk to the super bowl who are the three college teams right now that you personally have won the most money on personally right now one i would include unlv on the top um there's also uc santa barbara uh the gauchos who are very good to me so far this year. And then I would probably say the third team would probably be the unders in even though they haven't really been coming in lately, but the unders and ruckers for the first for the first uh few games I was on a lot of unders and ruckers. We're in the West Coast Pacific time zone, you and I. So yeah. when when you know those games are hard. I mean, Wes, how many times has Wes said, Yeah, I fell asleep, but thanks I for the cash, you know? The yeah. Nothing wrong with making money while you sleep. But yeah, teams obviously that I mentioned, the UNLVs, the UC Santa Barbara's. Actually, UC Santa Barbara's playing uh Long Beach. Um, so that's gonna be actually a good matchup. I like Long Beach too, but I kind of tend to watch those because they're on TV over here at seven o'clock. Where if you're on the East Coast, it's 10, 11 o'clock, you might be in better. The other aspect of it is, I mean, look at the Purdue game. I got up, I had to set my alarm on the AFC NFC Sunday to get up to get that Purdue bet in because I wanted to double my money. And it was an easy double up, but you got to, you know, I had to be down in the book by (laughs) quarter and a nine. So the bottom line is, you're absolutely right about Saturdays. It's just the, the... Basketball comes with waves and waves and waves. And when we come back, we're going to talk about some more uh, picks with Super Bowl. You're listening to Wake and Bake. We've got John from GMF Sports. You're you're, you're listening to the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Welcome back. Back to cashing tickets with GMF Sports. I don't know. I'm, I'm, hey, it's a work in <laughs> progress. Give me, give me a break, you know. But one of the things, if you just saw the spot for Prop Swap, is you could pretty much sell a ticket, and they call it going for two. And we did that. And you were you were kind enough to to get off your butt on Saturday, last yeah. November fifth or whatever it was for the Breeders' Cup. I said, hey, I'm looking at this. This two-year-old in the in the juveniles, his name is Verifying. He's by Justify. Everybody knows Justify. Of course. I, I really I really like this horse, and and so you bet him for me at eighty-five to one. No. So I have two tickets at eighty-five to one. So that's a twenty-dollar bill that pays seventeen hundred bucks. Now you don't get that very often. You know, think about what we have to do in sports betting to get eighty-five to one. To get those odds for sure. Yeah, it's got to be a, a crazy-ass future, you know. So the. The horse does pretty well. I think it ran like fourth or fifth for a while. And, and this is the Breeders' Cup Juvenile. This is the, the horse that sets the, the favorite for the Derby. And then he kind of faltered. But he dropped to like 60 to 1 for the futures. Well, guess what? He comes back with his first race. I gave him to you guys. I think he paid $11 or something. I don't know, it wasn't that much. But the bottom line is he won easy by five. And as you know, John, easy wins, you take them in any aspect you can get them. Sports, horses, it don't matter. An easy win's an easy win. We don't get enough of them. But he does that. So now they come out with the new pool. And I sent it to you. Do you remember what his odds are? 
Yeah, was it like was it eighteen to one or 35? 15, 15 to one? Yeah, wow. He's fifteen yeah. to one. He's twenty to one on the DRF, and when you have an eighty-five to one, then now it's fifteen to one. That's all you could ask, and that's exactly what happened last year with UConn. I, I'm just a big. Big fan of prop swap. It's something that I've always bet the futures. I never made money if my future lost. Now with prop swap, I can lose and I can still get a positive ROI. How cool is that? All right, let's talk about tomorrow. What do you think? Super Bowl, the explosive offense of the Philadelphia Eagles. So it's going to be interesting. Uh, obviously, we all know, you know, what KC can do with Patrick Mahomes, but, you know, they, they have some injuries and, and we're going to see how all that plays out. I normally don't go too crazy for Super Bowl. I like to sit back, relax, enjoy the game, spend time with families and friends. Um, you know, we'll do a little barbecue and stuff like that. And, and I'll probably be a little bit more heavier on the prop side of things just to kind of keep the game interesting. Um, but I normally don't do, go too crazy. But uh, as of now, even though I'm kind of amping up Philadelphia, I, I probably will take KC and, and, uh, and I actually like Pat Mahomes. I, I think this bet kind of goes side by side. If, if KC wins, then there's probably a 90% chance that Patrick Mahomes is going to win the MVP. Um, so you can almost take that angle and get the little bit better odds, uh, depending on what book you're at. But I believe Pat Mahomes is about plus 130. You go the same way with the other guy, Hurts, right? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's what I would recommend. That if you like Philadelphia, then you might as well take Hurts because I think he's about the same, plus 120, plus 130. Um, especially that way because essentially Philadelphia, you know, you're, you're laying the points. But if you think Philadelphia is going to win, like I said, probably 90% chance that Jalen Hurts. Actually, like on, on the Philadelphia side, just to co- kind of cover it, because what I do is kind of, you know, I'll put a l- couple of prop bets in on KC, and then I'll uh, obviously got to cover the other side. But I actually have Miles Sanders, um, MVP. He's, uh, I think, about 18 to 1, maybe 20 to 1, depending on what book you're at. But I, I like Miles Sanders. I, I think Philadelphia is going to use a run game, and, and obviously if he can have a decent chunk of yards rushing, and if he can punch a couple of touchdowns in, then there's a good shot that he might cash that at 18 to 1. And you got a couple last time, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We did get a couple last And that's really... When it comes to MVPs, receivers, it's almost impossible for them to win because if they win, the reason they win is the, the quarterback got them the ball. They, you have to really go off. You'd have to set a record or something, you know? Yeah. Um, sure. I, I believe the last wide receiver, which we had, was uh, Edelman. When, yeah, the Patriots. The Patriots. Yeah, yeah. Well, that, that yeah. was because I think in, in the first half, he already had like 100 yards, and he, and he caught like 11 balls. Like, And that's the thing. Um, you, you know, as far as like a wide receiver for Kansas City, I, I, obviously if it's going to go to Kelsey, Kelsey would have to catch like 95% of Patrick Mahomes and also have like – all the touchdowns so that's kind of where i'm, I'm leading yeah a receiver uh, a running back i think could could win it with two touchdowns yeah, um, touchdowns. Yep. but a receiver is probably gonna need four yeah you know yeah, he's gonna need four and yeah. a whole lot of looks yeah you right. set a record for receptions or touchdowns by receivers in a super bowl you got a shot otherwise i don't think so before we let you go let, let me get we got to get a final score from you okay i'm gonna go kansas city 28 philadelphia 24 there you go. Yeah, I, I, I know that the, the, the data we've got, I've got the first player to score data. We hit Kelsey, of course, in the AFC game. We yep. did have McCaffrey uh, to score a touchdown, to score. but we didn't have Sanders. He scored the first two for sure, you know? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I, I missed the boat on him. They kind of rested him a little bit. So he's he's healthy. He's he's rested. And, and I think, obviously, all in the situation, I think Philadelphia is going to give him the ball early. I, I think he's going to have some opportunities early. Catch out John on Instagram. 
GMF underscore sports underscore consultants. The <laughs> Stu gives us winners every single day, but we know him personally. You want to know him personally, you get winners every single day. We'll talk to you next time, buddy. Have a great, great weekend. Enjoy you the game. You do the same. You do the same. Enjoy the game. Thank you for having me. Welcome to Saturdays in Canada with Black Hawk West. And this Saturday is a little sad Saturday because it's our last football that we'll be talking. But it isn't for some of us. It isn't until August or September because you and I will be talking football earlier this year because, of course, our love for the CFL. But when I show you this picture... That's our. That is the artwork for our pre-sale on the Chiefs football. What do you think, Wes? Pretty good looking ball, huh? I think it's a great looking ball. It. Just I sent it. To, you got it straight off the presses. As a matter of fact, I sent it you the art before I sent it in to the guy to, who's going to change the X's into numbers. Uh, and we will by the end of the show. We will get from you. Uh, we've got everybody so far. Our prediction on the final score and. As you know, that really tells someone a lot about how you see the game unfolding based on your final score. And sometimes we're right on and sometimes, of course, we're not. But let's talk about the Super Bowl down the road. We just got off the phone with John from GMF Sports. Or actually, he was in front of his camera, too. But And, and we talked about you. We talked about uh, a lot of the things that we're dealing with as we transition from what is, of course, in America, the biggest sport, to everything else. We're uh, starting, you know, like Tuesday. It's, I told them Tuesday's Valentine's Day. Now you got a brand new wife, a brand new baby. But in terms of your sports betting, what do you see yourself talking about here on Saturdays in Canada going forward? You know, I, you know, hockey is typically my jam. Uh, so hockey, hockey kicks into high gear. Um, but, you know, th- this year more than any, I've, I've been on basketball um, really for the last two years, um, you know, some of some of John's plays are, are really they get you digging into teams like where does he get this pick from? I want to see what he sees. And and so, uh, you know, I've, I've been into basketball. You know, the NBA is really hard to figure out right now. And there's certain games where do these guys even want to be playing and they're start they're starting players, they're sitting players. And and so. Uh, college basketball has really been the bread and butter of the last couple of weeks. And, and, and really I'm about a week away from being in full basketball and full hockey mode because I I've been on them for the last few weeks. It playoff NFL and post-college, you know, football's over for the most part the, you know, I, I do my best work with football on the long 15 hour marathon college Saturdays and the, and the NFL Sundays, you got so much to choose from with the playoffs. You know, I've always believed that if you like the dog, you're better off playing money line. And those are completely different rules, you know, than, than what we would do during a regular season. We take the dog. We like the points. We don't care who wins in the playoffs for football. The underdog typically, if they're going to cover, they're probably going to win. Something went wrong on the other side because the seeding makes it so that it's high versus low. Um, but, you know, we're going to be talking about basketball. We're going to be talking about hockey as always. And and uh, always looking forward to, to about May when Canada gets hot. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But uh, so, yeah, we you know, you're echoing our, our previous guest, John. And, he you know, he did. He named uh 
UNLV, UC Santa Barbara, and Rutgers. That's <laughs> the top three colleges that he's been making money on. And, and we see his texts, and we know he is not lying. He does he does come up with stuff where you just got to go blind because you've not even handicapped that school once, and they're 20 games into the year. Yeah, and what I, what I really have grown to love about handicapping hoops games, whether it's college or the NBA, is you put on a game. You immediately identify a margin of, of of victory. You know somebody's up by seven. Go to the go to the pregame odds. The odds makers are never that wrong. And pick your side, and you could jump right in. End of the first half. End of the first quarter. You can win two, three times just jumping into a game, just following the simple math and trusting the odds makers without knowing personnel, without knowing much that's going on. It, you know, you got to pay attention a little bit. You got to know something about the game, but you, you can really jump into hoops. And and you know, hockey, you have to really know the teams and really know the matchups because games can end two to one. Over unders and point totals in hockey can be really tricky. We've hit some big ones fast, but you don't know when they're going to score. Um, you know, most of the games are five and a half game total three and a half or two and a half team totals. They're kind of all the same. We saw that really uh, come to, to light with the difference in terms of with the live action that we do. Because again, we'll use an example. Okay, so if, if the total is 150 and the, the line is 10, well, the final score is supposed to be 80 to 70. That's kind of how it works. And if a team that's supposed supposed to get 80 is shooting, what do we see the other day with somebody? They were shooting two for a 13 yeah, for, right. from two or something. Then that's when you, you know, hey, you're getting, you're getting an advantage. If that team is that team that the book thought was that team, they're going to end up getting close to doing what they did. And, but instead now we can get a team total over 69. Because they started slow and we hopped on it. And there really is, there's no other way to bat, I don't think. So let's do this. Let's take a break. When we come back, we're going to be talking to Blackhawk West here on Saturdays on Canada on Wake and Bacon. We're going to talk Super Bowl 57. San Diego is not there, but Kansas City is. We'll be right back. Yeah, Wes, I, I tell you, we're back talking to Blackhawk Wes here on Saturdays in Canada on Wake and Bake, and I'm telling you right now, I'm feeling pretty, pretty good about the, that Kansas City football. I, I just hope we're going to put some numbers on that. You know, you only put numbers on the winners, Wes. Yeah, I. It, it's a great time to be a Chiefs fan. I mean, I, I've been a season ticket holder for eight years now, and and uh, it is it is a great time to be a Chiefs fan. In the past five years, we've had the longest – of playoff runs and and home game availability. I mean, I'm I'm it's a dream. Let me ask you this: Five years ago, when they drafted Mahomes out of Texas Tech, what were you thinking? Do you remember? Yeah, I, I was happy that they made a move at quarterback. I I had, was never an Alex Smith guy. You know, it, a lot of people don't remember. Five years ago, the Chiefs were were Jamal Charles, you know, really great running back, and they were a game manager style quarterback, which is not very Andy Reid. And, and they were defense. That, that was Tom Bahali and Justin Houston and Eric Berry, you know, before he he went and, and beat cancer. But uh, the Chiefs were defense. And 
I was not an Alex Smith guy. He's a great dude. He, he, he will never lose the game for the Chiefs. But I always felt that he was never going to be the reason they won the game. If, if you know These drives that we see Mahomes putting them in position to kick the game-winning field goal, you know, 13 seconds left, Alex Smith wasn't going to do it. Alex Smith wasn't going to get him in field goal range if he had the ball on the 35. And so I was happy that they made the move to draft Mahomes. Now, anybody that tells you they saw this kind of a performance coming out of the following five seasons out of him, they're lying. Or or they have a crystal ball, and, and I'd, I'd like to get some financial advice from them. Yeah, well, it's one of his family members, his first yeah. cousin or something, you know? <laughs> because in college, he was, he was a little bit reckless. He was a gunslinger. He played in the Big 12. The Big 12 is not known for defense, so... Uh, you know, it, it's it's great. I was happy they drafted a quarterback. And then, of course, the first preseason game, uh, you know, it wasn't it, a couple snaps in and he just threw a bomb and you, you just, wow, okay. Yep. <laughs> All right, here we go. Hold on. This is going to be fun. All right, well, you know, we, res- we respect your opinion. Give it to us. I think the Chiefs are winning the game. You know, Patrick Mahomes, regardless of where the, the betting lines uh, start, there has never been a game where the game kicks off and Mahomes is an underdog. Um, I, I believe uh, last week there was so much line movement, but by the time the game started against Cincinnati, uh, it, they were a favorite. But a lot of people don't realize the Chiefs' defense, out of necessity, uh, they're they're number eight in the league against the rush. So this idea that that Philly's going to run the ball up and down the field on them, uh, they might. But I, I think that the Chiefs could put they they could put Philly in a position to where they have to throw the ball. Um, everybody remembers when Jalen Hurts was benched for Tua because he couldn't beat him with his arm. I'm not saying anything bad about Jalen Hurts. I'm just saying Chiefs defense isn't getting enough credit. And I, I think that the Eagles, uh, the Eagles wide receiving core, uh, compared to what the Chiefs just played in Cincinnati. I don't. I don't think you can even compare the two. I, I so I, I don't think this is going to be a high-scoring game. I think both defenses are going to show up. Um, I think both both teams are going to score points. But I, I see this being twenty-four seventeen. Well, no, don't st- remember. I'm writing this down, so you got to you got to give me firm numbers. It's got to be two numbers. All right, let's call let's call this one twenty-four twenty. Casey, there are uh, a lot of games on Kansas City's easy sports data where the other team didn't score 24 points. And, this team does not give up a lot of points. They, they don't give up a lot of points. And it's it's a different game when they march down the field and they score. And now the pressure's on you. And the game plan to keep Patrick Mahomes off the field has become very obvious to, to the Chiefs. So. They've gotten very, they've gotten very good against the rush. So uh, I think the Eagles will take their shots. I think the Chiefs will take their shots. But you got one quarterback to win a game for you in the biggest of stages. There's nobody better in the game. There's an argument that there's never been anybody better at, at least to this point, five years into the career. So yes, I'm a Chiefs fan. So you got to take what I'm saying, you know, for for what it's worth. But I I know this team well, and you kind of got to match the two teams up and look at their path in the playoffs and who they played. What what quarterbacks did the Chiefs defense play in the playoffs? Trevor Lawrence, one of the young up and coming quarterbacks, uh, and they played Joe Burrow. I mean, a lot of people would have Burrow and Mahomes one, two, you know, throw Josh Allen in there. But then you look at what the Eagles played. 
they they played QB five in, in San Francisco. And the in the prior matchup, they played against the Giants, who you know they they beat a Minnesota team, and they were kind of lucky to be there. But um, the last time the Eagles played a real quarterback. Um, I, I don't know. Really, I don't know if we're going to call the Saints a real quarterback. They played Dak Prescott a few weeks ago in Dallas. They lost to Dallas, and and gave up over thirty. Points. For, yeah, forty something, right? Forty to thirty six or thirty four something. So like that. Th- this team will give up points. I don't see a world in which Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs are going to lose this game. And and then you you got to sprinkle in the emotional thing. With this team fired Andy Reid. Yeah, well, no doubt about it. There's definitely some history there. So let's do this. When we close up, let's go with a couple props. Give me some some uh, other those bets that only Blackhawk West can pick. Yeah, so I, I have a unique approach to this to the Super Bowl. When the conference championship game is over, I take all my hoops action, I take my hockey action, and I take the team that I want to win the Super Bowl and, and I, I start doing parlays. So I'm going to bet the Bulls to cover the spread. And instead of betting a full unit on the Bulls, I'll bet three-quarter unit on the Bulls. Then I'll bet the, the remaining .25 on Bulls plus the Chiefs' money line or whatever that is. So when we get to Sunday, I already have my action laid that I've been paying as a tax or in these parlays for the Chiefs money line. But the the prop bets, you know, I, I really like betting anytime score. What I have been really successful in is I'll pick about eight players as anytime scorers and I'll roll them into a round robin. I'll play them all straight, um, purely value. I'll play them all straight and then I'll roll them into a two-way round robin. So, you know, the over-under is, we're at, is it 51? Correct me if I'm wrong, 50 and a half. That says we're going to see about five, maybe six touchdowns. So if you can get three out of, say, eight, well, that's going to be that's going to be two two-way or three two-way parlays that you hit. And most of them are going to pay plus 600, plus 700. So um, I, I like Tony for the Chiefs. To, to see the end zone. He's plus anywhere from plus 240 to plus 260. He's healthy. He's a really good option uh, as a running back or in the pass game for the Chiefs. Um, Kelsey's the obvious one. That's about minus 130. Don't get caught up in the juice. That That's an easy one. And um, I, I really like Sanders for Philly, and I like Goddard, their, their tight end. I, 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 um, and if you're going to play one of the – if you're going to play one of the receivers – for for Philly, I, I like Smith better better than I like um, better than I like uh, AJ. There you go. All right, man. Well, enjoy the game. Hopefully, it will be uh, the third Super Bowl victory, right, for Kansas City. This would be the third in history. This will be the second in four years, three yeah. years, something like yeah. that. And this this city, we got a lot of good things going on. There's, uh, we we would potentially be hosting a, a Super Bowl parade, and then the draft is coming to KC in uh, in, in a few in a few months. Exciting! Oh right, man, we'll catch you next time Saturdays on Canada with Blackhawk West here on Wake and Bake. Always be cashing. I want some more. I know a guy. I want some more. I know a guy. I want some more. I know a guy. We're welcoming Mo for more winners with Mo to Wake and Bake here on a Saturday morning of Super Bowl weekend. Mo, first show of the new year. Glad to have you, man. Boy, how I've missed talking to you. It's, I'm glad to be back, man. I love it. Uh, Wake and Bake, my favorite show that, that, that I'm on. Did you see what the over-under was on the shortest touchdown to be made in the game? No, what is it? One and a half yards. Ooh. One and a half yards. See, I feel because 
they play such great defense, uh, the Eagles, uh, but they play it really tight that there's a good chance that there will be a pass interference in the end zone. And if that ball is placed on the one yard line, uh, you know, that will uh, that'll blow that up right there. You know, I know my son, he loves taking the, the quarterbacks because they're always double digits, you know? Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, you know, this year it's unique, though, because I saw one the other day. I don't remember exactly how it was set up, but there's a, a prop bet for the Kelsey brothers because, you know, since they're both playing on opposite teams in the Super Bowl, uh, you can pick, uh, you know, uh, a different Kelsey brother for their prop. And uh, it was about uh, it was about even picked uh, when I looked the last time uh, between uh, both uh, Jason and Travis Kelsey. How do they work uh, Jason into it? What What's that? It was, what they it was a num- over under on the number of snaps. Oh, on the field. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Yeah, that makes sense. That's it's a good cool, one. Though. I mean, it's cool that for fun prop bets like that. Now, you and I have talked for so long that it's not a great way, you know, to make a lot of money. But if you want to have a little bit of fun, prop bets are a blast. The first touchdown to score is always exciting. And I've had a few Super Bowls where it they didn't score in the first half. And let me tell you, you think Super Bowl halftime is long when it's just normal Super Bowl halftime? Think how long it is when the biggest tick you got is on the first player to score and there's no TDs yet, you know? My, my two favorite stories are that one. That was a was it Devin Hester? Devin Hester for the yeah, Bears, yeah. yeah. And then the guy for New Orleans uh, for uh, in the Rams game, the thirteen to three game. Yep. He was the first touchdown. He was the first Patriot touchdown, and he was the only touchdown. Uh, the he was so I had last touchdown, so I won three <laughs> tickets on one play. That was pretty cool, no doubt about it. All right, so when we get back, we're gonna not only get some more specific prop plays from you, but we're gonna get your final score from Super Bowl Fifty Seven. As you know, Mo, if you give me your final score, I have a pretty good idea of how you're seeing the game. We'll be right back with Mo from the Mo Red. Show here on more winners with Mo. I'm Wakenbake. Welcome back to more winners with Mo from the Mo Radio Show here on Wakenbake. First, give me your final score. What do you see the game? 33 28, Philadelphia. That's a prop square. You know the squares? Mm hmm. That's, that's one where. You say three and eight. Uh, you know what? That's uh, that's not an easy one. That's not an easy one. That's a great score to have if you got numbers. Yeah, you know, and, and the reason I think is, you know, a lot of talk has been talked about the Eagles quarterback Jalen Hurts being young. He's a the uh, seventh youngest starting quarterback in a Super Bowl, but you know. It hasn't really bothered the kid all year. Uh, the only thing that worries me is the shoulder injury. He's not been on the injury report uh, this week at all. Uh, but I don't think the moment matters to this kid, and that's what I like about him. Uh, you know, no moment has seemed too big. Uh, he, he can use his legs well, but he doesn't have to. Uh, you know, since Tom Brady's retired, he may have the best quarterback sneak uh, of any quarterback in the NFL at this point. Uh, you know, and the kids got receivers. You know, you've got Devontae Smith and A.J. Brown, uh, you know, which that trade got the uh, Titans GM fired. I mean, they've just been so good. Their their defensive line is fantastic. Offensive line is good. They can run the football with multiple guys. Uh, you know, defense is pretty darn good. You know, I, I never want to count Patrick Mahomes out, but, man, it just feels like this is a Philadelphia year. 
uh, you know, and uh, not only that, but uh, my former Colts offensive coordinator back when they had an offense, Nick Sirianni is that coach of the Eagles. Yep, yep. Uh, my good friend uh, Ed Kratz is the uh, beat writer for the Eagles. So I'm going to be cheering on the Eagles come Sunday. There you go. And that'll be a good game if they score, you know, 60 points. You, know, yeah. you, won't, you won't be bored. That's for darn sure. No, I don't turn the Super Bowl on for defense, so I'm ready to see a high-scoring game. I think I'm going to put a post out uh, this week going through the Easy Sports data since that Monday playoff game. Mm -hmm. Every single game. Every single game has gone under the number. Every one. So it's like six six in a row. Six or seven in a row. I don't know. I I just I have this feeling that there's going to be some offense. I I, I think it's going to start early and it's going to continue throughout the game. So – that's why I'm going a higher score. You've got two pretty good field goal kickers as well. Uh, so, but uh, you know, you've got uh, two two coaches that that don't, aren't afraid to gamble. Uh, you know, two two of the coaches who are in the top five are going for it on fourth down. I, I just I, I think you're going to see a lot of fun offense, and that's what I'm looking forward to. Right, so, what other props you got going? Uh, you know, I I think I'm going to take the over in the national anthem this year. Chris Stapleton, uh, who is a very uh, uh, you know, slow, methodical country singer. I feel like he's going to stretch it out a little bit. Uh, so I, I do like uh, I do like the over on the uh, uh, on the national anthem. I'm looking at costume changes on uh, on the halftime show with Rihanna being there. I feel like there's going to be a bunch of different costume changes. Uh, I've taken the over. Uh, I think on that one too. Uh, I like Travis Kelsey the over on the number of targets because uh, if you look. At the uh, at the receivers on this Kansas City team, uh, it's not even close with the receptions for Kelsey. The other one I do like though, Marquez Valdez Scantling. I think he's going to get over the three catches that uh, he's got. Uh, they, they relied heavily on him in the Cincinnati game. Uh, a lot of big plays from uh, uh, Marquez Valdez Scantling. So I'm going to take the uh, over on the three catches for him as well. But uh, you know, I think Mahomes is going to throw the ball a lot. I don't know that you're going to see a lot of running from his team. Uh, you know, I, I think he's going to throw a ball a lot. So I think I'm going to take the over uh, as well on the uh, pass attempts, which I think right now is it was at 41 or 42. With a national anthem prop, you know, the, the coolest part about it, that and the coin toss is you can have literally one money before the game even started. There's not a lot of props you could do that. There's not a lot of games you could do that, actually. Who you like on the coin toss? Whatever you say, that's what I'm going to go. Who do you like? Yeah, I'm a heads guy. All right. Always have been. I'm a heads guy. My son does that a lot too. He 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 uh he's he's won a few times on heads. The other aspect of it is the halftime. The halftime show is a spectacle, but it's long and it's longer than any other game. So that's when you know you you've got that ability as a coach to have extra time. And boy, both of these coaches are going to be able to use that because they're both great adjustment co- coaches. Yeah, you know, and I think it'll be easy for both, easier for both teams. You've got a lot of returning players on both teams that have been in Super Bowls. Uh, you know, a, a lot of those guys on the uh, offensive and defensive line for the Eagles were all part of the last uh, Super Bowl team, uh, you know, Kansas City as well. So you've got guys on these teams that have been there. Yeah, your quarterback's young on Philadelphia, but uh, you've got a lot of guys who have been a part of the Super Bowl and I think will help uh, these younger players adjust to this longer halftime because – you know, you go in down big, you know, you've got to find, figure out a way to get to get some food in you, stay hydrated and, and motivated and make, like you said, make those changes to come out for the second half. So I think it's going to be important for both teams to keep it a close score going into halftime. Jalen Hurts is 
been in a national championship game, so he, you know, he understands that concept. Of course, if I remember correctly, halftime didn't go well for him in that game. No, you know, and something to think about, uh, you know, a few years back, there was uh, some damage done to the field by the halftime show stage. So you want to make sure, you know, that it seems weird to think about, but man, you know, you've got all those people and all those staging on the field. You want to watch out for when somebody steps into a divot or something like that. It's a crazy thing to think about, but they get that stuff in and out of there pretty darn quick, but there's a lot of people on that field at halftime. Yeah. There's sometimes what hundreds and hundreds of, of kids and performers and, and dancers. I mean, it really is a, a proverbial shit show getting them on and off. Yeah, but man, the way they do it, it makes you wonder why when you go to a concert, you got to wait 45 minutes in between acts if they can't do it. If they can do it right, exactly, exactly. When the pressure's on, I guess you got to do what you got to do. So I specifically bought the uh, Samsung phone that folds so I can actually watch the game or a pregame show on one side of the screen and have uh, my betting app up on the other side. There you go. Now there's a guy that's thinking. All right, Mo, enjoy the Super Bowl. Have a great, great weekend, and we'll talk to you next time. Thanks for joining us for the first show of 2023. Here are the final score predictions from the crew on Super Bowl 57. Look at that. Four of them, all four of them, have the Chiefs scoring 24 or more, and their team total is sitting at 24 and a half. Don't you love that house advantage? Uh, let's do this. Let's cash them tickets, but win or lose, there's couple things you got to make sure you do. One is you want to enjoy the game. That's right. You want to enjoy the game and always be cashing. You're, you're, you're listening to the Worldwide Sports Radio Network.